Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Pixel Swim podcast. This is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. My name is Steve Heinrich, the host. Uh, This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, August 29th and will be released on Thursday, August 30th, 2018. Visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes and social links uh, follow, to follow along like usual. Yeah, let's dive in like we usually do with uh, notes and feedback. So uh, I wanted to start off with uh, some news that I think everybody's heard about, and uh, it's about Nick Robinson, uh, Rat Cat, who passed away uh, recently. He was on the Tech Talk UK podcast and a big part of the community of people who, you know, were phone enthusiasts. Uh, I'll I'll be honest, I didn't really know Nick. I couldn't, I I didn't really listen to Tech Talk UK, but it became very apparent and very clear that he will be missed in this community. So I thought I would uh, send my best wishes uh, to him and his family, but also to try and help out, I'm going to post the PayPal link for uh, Nick's family in the show notes uh, in case uh, you hadn't heard somehow or you know you want to maybe provide a little bit for him so uh, all the best there uh, I was I you know I followed along on Twitter uh, Kev Wright and stuff and kind of knew about Nick but I, you know like I said I didn't know him <laughs> really at all but I thought I'd just take the opportunity to put that out there uh, so yeah check out the show notes for that if you feel inclined to give a little so All right, so moving on from that, there is now Pixel Swim merchandise available. (laughs) All right, so I finally uh, put this weekend, I put together some merchandise on Teespring, Uh, a few mugs, a few t-shirts, a sticker, and even an iPhone case, because why not? It's a phone show, so it doesn't cost anything to put the merchandise up there, so uh, yeah, so I tweeted and tweeted that out, and I also posted that on Google Plus. So I again, I'll put that link in the show notes, and there's going to be a link on the podcast page, which uh, you can find on Pixelswim.com. On the podcast page, I'll put a link to the Teespring store on there. So, and I noticed that I sold a couple mugs already. I <laughs> uh, oh yeah oh yeah I wanted to make sure that everybody knew because uh, I put the request out there for people if anybody was interested in a t-shirt or something and, and I got a couple people who said a t sh- they'd be interested in a t-shirt and also uh, in a mug as well and so any proceeds that I get from the sales on Teespring will go to uh, a new microphone the one that I got was just to, to kind of get me started off and <laughs> you know it's not the greatest microphone in the world it is a lick licks I don't know it, it's not the that's the brand name um but I got it for about 30 bucks just to get started. I didn't know if I was going to be podcasting for very long or uh, I think I bought it a couple months before I even put my first episode out just to, you know, to motivate me to try and do this. So, uh, yeah, I want to get just a better microphone to make editing a little bit easier because this uh, records at kind of a low volume. And so I have to up like the gain and the levels and stuff just to get it to record at a decent level. And then that creates a lot of background noise and I got to go through and edit everything out. But yeah, so that's what it'll go to just to 
uh, you know, make my voice sound better too, I guess. <laughs> I, I do my best to make, you know, a quality MP3 file at the end of the day. But yeah, uh, so yeah, check out the the Teespring shop and also the the hosting for the website too, which I just have always taken care of myself. You know, it's just kind of my side hobby project. So it'll go to that. So those are the two things. And grab a t-shirt. Uh, I tried to create some unique design. So they are available in different colors. I know I think I mentioned this. And uh, I also put out a couple of promo codes. Uh, if you use the promo code PIXEL, P-I-X-E-L, you can get $3 off of your purchase. I don't think it works on the stickers, though, because it's based on the amount of profit that you make. So I think I only get like two bucks for each sticker <laughs> that I sell. So probably won't work on that. But uh, there's also the promo code Godspeed, G-O-D-S-P-E-E-D. If you use that one and you're in the U.S., uh, you can get free shipping. So that's saving like three or four bucks, I think. I don't know if you can stack the coupons or not. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you probably can't. But um, yeah, use whichever one is going to help you out the most. So I appreciate anybody who goes and purchases anything. Like I said, there was a couple of mugs that I sold already. So I got three bucks in the bank towards that new microphone. So (laughs) we shall see. Yeah, I just, you know, I really just wanted to put it out there. I didn't really intend on trying to raise money for this stuff, but it's one of those things where it's, I I found myself not spending the money on my own, you know, budgetary restrictions and all that stuff. So I figured if there was any, you know, significant sales from these, uh, from this merchandise, I would use it, you know, for the podcast specifically. So Visit pixelswim.com to check that stuff out. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes so you can tr- you know, take a look. I appreciate it. Okay, so moving on, I just <laughs> I thought I'd throw this little note in here because I've been you know, on the hunt for Android device again, and I, I talked about that last week, but I, this is just a note. This is not, I'm going, <laughs> actually, that's kind of a pun because basically what I want, what I'm saying is that the new Note 9 came out and it's been covered elsewhere. Uh, I don't really cover new flagships on this uh, podcast, but I just wanted to put my two cents in really quick about the Note 9 that came out. It actually, I, I kind of wouldn't mind getting it. Um, now that's to, to say that spending a thousand dollars is not going to happen, but I'm just saying if I, you know, if money was no object, I would definitely go for the note nine. And I think the main reason this time, uh, looking at it is the fact that it has a 4,000 milliamp hour battery. Now, I don't know how long that will make the device last or the note nine last considering all of the bells and the whistles that that battery has to run. Uh, I'll take that as it will get you easily through a day, considering it's 4,000 milliamp. I honestly wish it was a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. I If I was going with going to go for the Note 9, uh, because it does everything, and it you know, just seems like pretty top-notch hardware, and I, I don't know about software, but I would definitely buy into Samsung's ecosystem, and I wouldn't try and fight it too much, so... But that's going to that's kind of a contradiction to what I'm going to talk about in the main part of the show. But I definitely like the looks of the Note 9 and the fact that it has pretty much everything that I could ever want in a device, (laughs) you know, everything in the kitchen sink, uh, aside from like a removable battery. But that's kind of one of those things where kind of having come to grips with the fact that, you know, no 
almost no devices are coming out with the removable battery anymore. So uh, aside from that, it's got, you know, it's got the big, uh, it's got the good speakers, big battery, and it, you know, just does a lot of cool things. So I'd love to, to own that someday, someday, you know, someday down the road, maybe we'll see, but just wanted to throw my two cents in on that. Okay. And talking about Android devices this week, I talked about last week, I was looking for an Android device again. My, I got rid of my Moto X4, got rid, sold it. (laughs) Um, And so basically this week I decided to give the Moto E4 Plus unlocked version another chance. And so I was on Swappa. I, I saw a brand new one for 105. And so I decided to jump on that and try it, try it out again. And so I got that in and I actually gave it a good go for a couple of days. And it just, you know, <laughs> I was just having the same issues with it. And so it was, it was a no go as far. And those issues were essentially the, I just, you know what it is, is I think that the network connectivity is just not for maybe it's just where I live. I don't know. Um, it's just massive, not massive, but issues with phone calls not coming through, issues with text messages being delayed, you know, a half an hour, 45 minutes. And it's just, I don't know. I, I tried to give it one more chance because I had those issues before. I thought, you know, I'll jump on this deal and, and try it out. And it did not work <laughs> again. So I, I, I really have to learn my lesson with the the Moto E4 line. Uh, that's just not going to work for me. I, the battery is is really what made me jump on it again and, and try it again because the 5,000 milliamp hour battery just lasts and lasts. But again, it's a no go for that. So I am still looking for an Android device and got a bunch of feedback about that, actually, talking about some Android devices, because I was mentioning that I was looking at the LG Stylo 4 and Roland J. Roberts uh, commented on the show notes page, which you can do if you at Pixelswim.com. He commented that Amazon Prime actually has, if you're an Amazon Prime customer, you can get an unlocked version of the LG Stylo 4. For 249 and yeah that definitely will work on all carriers and that's on my list now i mean it has the the amazon software on there which i'm not too keen on i think you can disable that stuff though uh it's on my radar uh that i will keep that one on my radar so and then also frank neathart reached out to me on twitter and then on email as well uh suggesting an iphone uh he has the iphone se and he said that might be a pretty good device to to take a look at um I'm always kind of, you know, hesitant to get an iPhone device. I want to. I really do. I want to try out an iPhone device at some point. I just have to. I feel like I have to. I feel like to complete my my smartphone geekiness, I have to have some hands on with with iPhone and and kind of, you know, see what the just just try it. You know, I got to just try it because I don't I don't bash the iPhone. I generally I don't bash stuff that I haven't tried, you know, like I know all the, you know, the pros and the cons for, you know, an iOS device, an Android device, Windows phone device. So it's just I need I want to get my hands on one. And eventually I think I will. Uh, and, and Frank made a big case or an, a good case for the the iPhone SE. And definitely the pocketability on that one with the four inch screen is uh, it's appealing. It really is. 
And so it's something that I've, I'll, I'm, I think the SE is on the top of my list if I go and get an iPhone. But honestly, I don't think I'm going to do it soon. I was kind of thinking about it. I don't think I'm going to jump on the iPhone bandwagon quite yet. I might wait a little while just, you know, for budgetary reasons and, and stuff like that. Even though the, the SE and the, on even an iPhone 6S, which I looked at too, are fairly affordable these days, uh, secondhand. But right now I'm just kind of want to get an Android device, you know, good modern Android, Android device in just for communications reasons, you know, with my wife and, and stuff like that. So, but definitely thank you to Frank because he sent me a lot of good information uh, about devices and his suggestions and experiences, uh, especially with the iPhone SE. Uh, the, the SE is actually a device I wish I could get my wife to get, be to use because she likes a small device uh, and she's using the LG Q6 right now. And it would be something that would be super easy for her to carry around and use and the camera serviceable enough. Uh, the one thing I worry about is the storage on there because she does do a lot of pictures and videos for school. And so that's the one thing that I kind of would be concerned with and maybe the battery life too. But, the you know, the size of it would be nice. And I've kind of, you know, she's been acclimated into the Android world, you know, for, for a long time now. So uh, having her switch over to iOS probably would be much more painful than me switching to iOS or trying iOS. So uh, it's, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if that will actually happen, but uh, I just think about it because of the size of the device. But yeah, Frank, I really appreciate all the feedback in uh, via the email, uh, the email chain we had going there. Yeah, I, I definitely have my eye on that and, and we'll look into that in the future. So, all right. So with that said, we'll kind of go into the main section here and give some uh, more thank yous for feedback on the last episode. But they all have to do with kind of the main part of the, the show here that I'm the, the main thing that I want to talk about, uh, because last week I talked about Android without Google, basically Guillermo Ortiz had reached out and asked that I kind of talk about Android without Google or which or Android in China, really, uh, because that's how things are over there. They have separate app stores outside of Google that they use. And so essentially Google is, you know, it's not used <laughs> over in China. So they have a different kind of ecosystem for Android and, you know, Android being open source, it's easy enough for manufacturers to have their own app stores. So with that said, I kind of went down a rabbit hole this week, big time. <laughs> so uh, thank you to Guillermo for leaving feedback after the last episode, uh, kind of confirming all of the the articles that I read uh, about China and how, how Android kind of works over in China. So he said that they were pretty accurate. And then I had mentioned last time, and this is where the rabbit hole comes in, uh, is that I was going to install Lineage OS on my Moto G third gen, which I have done in the past. And and then I said I was going to put a Chinese app store on there, something that was available as an APK somewhere online, basically an app that you can sideload for an app store. So I re Guillermo suggested a few. He suggested the Baidu the Wanduiji, Ouija, oh man, I hope I'm pronouncing these right, in the Xiaomi store too. So I went and searched for APKs for those. But before that, uh, 
Also want to thank uh, Rob Vanderkam, Vanderkam for reaching out uh, via email, asking about lineage and kind of wondering about lineage. He has an old, I think he said Huawei P2, I think, uh, that he wants to put lineage on. But um, yeah, so I have, <laughs> I'm going to go into this in another episode, but I've actually have quite a bit, in many years of experience putting you know, custom ROMs on my Android devices uh, for various reasons. But I had everything ready to go. Bootloader was already unlocked for my Moto G3, which essentially allow, you know, allows for a custom ROM to be installed. So uh, I'm going to go more in depth about my experience with custom ROMs and, and kind of everything that I've gone through with that uh, maybe in, in a future episode. So um, hopefully, maybe next episode, we'll see, <laughs> depending on this rabbit hole I'm talking about. Anyway, I'm getting way, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit all over the place, but I'm going to try and keep it on track here. So yeah, so I have my Moto G 3rd Gen. I installed Lineage OS on it, and I did not install any Go the Google Apps package that you are supposed to install separately, which is generally you get that from OpenG Apps and you download a package of Google apps and services to get essentially make your phone work with all of Google services, specifically the Play Store, so you can go in and download apps and everything from the Google Play Store using your, you know, your Google account, your Gmail account. So I had my Moto G third gen all set up with, you know, it's uh, Android 7.1.1 NuGet and no no apps outside of what lineage puts on there out of the box so out of the box they've got basically they've got your basics out of the box so they got like a calendar app an email app a clock app contacts uh, all this basic stuff you would you know need on a on a phone uh, a recording app for voice recording and a browser and a calculator so all the basic stuff that you would need you know, to use your phone if you were going to be setting things up without any sort of Google syncing or anything like that. So if you were just, if you didn't have stuff backed up in the cloud, you could easily just start using this phone, adding contacts, adding calendar appointments and, and stuff like that. So with the phone freshly set up with that, I actually started looking for a, a Chinese app store APK and, uh, with the ones that Guillermo had suggested. I actually started looking for the Xiaomi one because that's the name that I know the most out of the ones he suggested. And I tried a few different APKs. Uh, you know, I had to turn on the allow install from unknown sources or whatever in the security settings. And then I tr found a few APKs for the Xiaomi store. I couldn't get, they didn't work. So essentially I downloaded them. I opened them and tried to install them and then they did not successfully install or I think one of the APKs that I found it installed but then the app crashed immediately upon opening so I just don't know if it was you know I don't know if the ones I found just weren't compatible with lineage uh, lineages version of Android or if they were just no good <laughs> APKs but I eventually did find one the again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but the Wanduija, Ouija, <laughs> Wan, oh man, 
yeah I'll, I'll, there's a, there'll be a link in the show notes if you want to go see the actual spelling but it's uh wandaugia wandaugia let's go with that and so i did find an apk for that that installed successfully and uh i opened that up and it was all <laughs> completely in in chinese i could not read uh, any of it. Um, and I did notice right after I installed it, it immediately began installing about six applications <laughs> right out, right out of the gate without me doing any, anything. So open the app and then a bunch of apps started installing, which maybe that's a normal thing. I don't know, but it's not something that I wanted to happen. Um, so I kind of stopped all those downloads, uh, you know, by just kind of making my way through the interface as best I could. And then uh, look through, you know, all the settings, trying to find a language setting or something, you know, and, and I couldn't. So it was just it wasn't usable because I couldn't, you know, read or understand it, unfortunately. Uh, but it did install and work uh, if, it, if it had been, you know, in, if it had an option for English, maybe I would have gone through a little bit more. But uh, it was, you know, a bit discouraging. <laughs> and so I didn't really pursue the Chinese app store option after that. So I just didn't think that it was going to work very well. But with that said, I just want to say thanks to Mike Latori for suggesting F-Droid, which I had somehow not heard of in the past. And so essentially F-Droid is a curated, it's, it's an app store uh, of curated open source apps uh, that you can install, you know, sideload this app store. And it, it's basically all open source apps. And so this really kind of triggered a big rabbit hole for me. Um, thanks, Mike, for suggesting this, because it really kind of opened up a whole new thing for me. Um, so I installed that app store and everything worked as it as it should. You know, maybe this is all essentially just mostly because I have been using kind of an English based ROM. I don't know. But either way, this one worked well, uh, this F-Droid, which, again, maybe you've heard of it in the past, but I, I hadn't. So it's not something I had looked into before. So my this is my first time with it. And so they had a lot of apps in there, uh, not a ton. Uh, I didn't expect there to be a ton because it is all open source apps. And so an open source, <laughs> you know, kind of free comes along with that with that kind of that phrasing when you think open source usually things are are free so because they're just kind of developing it in in a community sort of way usually but yeah so i got to installing a bunch of apps and and one thing that I, that i was trying to figure out and this is kind of where my rabbit hole came <laughs> was that i didn't have my contacts synced or any of my calendar items synced from my google account so essentially I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying what sort of came to my head because with this Android without Google was the whole idea behind trying out the Chinese app store and 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 then eventually this F Droid app store. Yeah, the idea was to kind of set up Android without Google, without any of my Google data, you know, essentially apart from Google. And what kind of came to my head, too, was without any real third party service. Uh, like not even Microsoft, not any of the Outlook stuff, you know, because I've got my Microsoft account too. Um, in the past, I've, you know, kind of gone back and forth between, oh, should I use, you know, Microsoft's ecosystem 
you know, Outlook email and contacts and, you know, or should I just stick with my Gmail contacts and calendar and, and an email and stuff like this. So what I got to thinking was how can I basically create my own sort of cloud environment that doesn't depend on a third party? So this is where I started to go down the rabbit hole even more. So what I started thinking, and it's something that I've come across in the past, is I have a hosting account, a shared hosting account. But this would, I think, kind of work if you had a, a compatible server as well that you used or owned. But uh, on my shared hosting, the first thing that I I thought of, because basically I'm tr- I was trying to get a calendar, a synced calendar, synced contacts, and also synced email. Because uh, those are, I think, the biggest things that for that I sync from Google. Uh, obviously, maps and stuff like that is different, but I, these are the things that I want backed up in the cloud. Oh, and pictures too was another big thing. Is Google Photos backs up all my photos, and I also double back them up to OneDrive. But I mean, the, to think about essentially those four things: the email, contacts, calendar, and pictures. And how those are all seamlessly backed up by Google or, you know, Microsoft or whatever. And so I was starting to go down this rabbit hole of, is there a way I can set up my own stuff uh, on my shared hosting server to create my own sort of cloud environment where I don't have to depend on, you know, or not even depend on, but where I don't have to give my data to any other company. And so this kind of became my goal uh, yesterday. I spent a lot of time figuring this out uh, last night. And so it actually came back down to something that I've come across in the past. And so like I was saying, I have a shared hosting account. And so there's actually some software that you can install on your server, uh, in this case, my shared hosting server. And um, it's something that I've looked at in the past. It's called Own Cloud, O-W-N Cloud, all one word. And essentially, this provides an open source way to kind of do all of the things that I was saying with calendar, email, contacts, and pictures. So I remember years ago, I would say probably, I don't know, four years ago, four or five years ago, I came across own cloud because I had just set up a I had just started getting into uh, my own, you know, shared hosting account. And so it was essentially a PHP PHP based program that you can install on your server, PHP and MySQL, which is the the database that holds everything. And so I tried own cloud in the past because they also offered an Android app. And in this Android app, you could back up your photos automatically just like you know google photos or i may have been picasso at the time i don't know is it that old i don't think so but regardless uh this own cloud offers a lot of these features and so i tried it back then and and just you know it didn't eventually just didn't it was kind of clunky you know it didn't work very well but i decided to try it out again now now just first of all i originally tried to in cPanel, in your shared host, in a shared hosting account, you can, you have links to. Okay, so there, there's ways that you can sync your calendar and and 
contacts and and different stuff like that uh, using what's called CalDAV card dev for contacts cal dev is the calendar and there's also web dev which is i'm i'm guessing i don't know for sure is for more rich content like pictures and videos and stuff like that and files and you know different files pdfs documents and stuff like that so there's a way in the cpanel hosting to sync the contacts a, a shared like address book but it turned out that it was just really syncing the email addresses that you set up in your cPanel. So that wasn't really going to work. With that said, really what got me going on this too was an app called DavDroid on, uh, that's available in the FDroid store that will sync these CalDav and CardDav, basically your contacts in your calendar from some, if you have it set up as a CalDav or a CardDav somewhere, which I was trying to set it up on my shared hosting. So I decided to dig into own cloud again. Uh, and then in the process of looking into this too, I came across another application ex- almost exactly like own cloud. I think they were called next cloud. I think they were part of own cloud or something. I can't remember. I read something about the developers kind of splitting off and creating next cloud and ext cloud all one word again, that essentially does the same thing. But I think it's actually a little more actively developed these days, or at least it seemed like there was more options okay so let's uh <laughs> the the reason so i got own cloud own cloud and next cloud installed on my uh shared hosting via an install script so it was super easy so in the in the cpanel there's an option to uh, go to the scriptaculous i think it's called or something like that and it will install all all of these uh it, it offers all of these different pieces of kind of web software that you can install like in a click, you know, you set a couple options and you can install them. Uh, so I did that with both both own cloud and next cloud were available to install. So I, I, you know, I tried them both out and I'm going to do my best right now to try and explain what these are, what, what these, what the software is. And so essentially it creates your own cloud. <laughs> okay. That was the most pathetic way to, to kind of put it, but I mean, that's the reason they call it own cloud is because it offers connections. It's a software that will you you can connect it to all of your devices uh, for calendars, contacts, pictures and files. Mostly you can even set a bunch of different stuff up in this software. I definitely recommend kind of checking it out. I'm going to try and find a YouTube video that explains it better. Uh, but but basically it's a nice user interface that you can install on your own server and that's the key is it's your own server so you're not it's not dependent on any other company or organization it's essentially self-managed uh but it's a really easy and use and uh intuitive and the user interface is really nice and so if you get it set up you can essentially eliminate the need for google for certain services like i keep saying contacts calendar pictures files etc so then you use the app on your device there's actually there was a next cloud and an own cloud app available in the fdroid store uh, because it's all open source again and so i think the best part about those apps is that you can back up your photos automatically to your own server uh, from your android device which you know I'll, i will admit it's not the as smooth or as perfect as the Google Photos app, but it's keeping everything 
in your own on your own server. So essentially, like I said, eliminating the need for Google. And so then I would I use the you can go into the software and upload. So, so what I did was I went into Google, uh, my Google contacts. I exported it, the file as a V card file, which the Nextcloud because I think I'm going to stick with Nextcloud. It seems like it's a little better. Like there's a little bit. I don't know. It's better. I, I think the Nextcloud is a little bit better. I took that V card file and I uploaded it into the con the contact section of Nextcloud. And and this is the thing too is that Nextcloud is extens it has it offers extensibility. So essentially, contacts and calendar weren't right out of the box when you install the software, but they have like an add-on store in the in the interface. And so I just added on the contacts functionality and added on the calendar functionality. And so when I went to the new section that it created for contacts, I uploaded that that vcard file that I got from my Google export and it loaded all my contacts right in. You know, it wasn't exactly as they were in Google because I think Google does a few things of its own with all your contacts on the back end, but it's, you know, it, it loaded all my contacts. So, and so back on my, my phone that doesn't have any Google services on, I use the DavDroid app to load in from a certain URL and username and password. I use that app to connect to the, my new CalDAV and CardDAV connections or, or, you know, all my contacts in my calendar and it synced everything right across to my device, uh, like, a, you know, my native contacts app on it, on my my Moto G3 without any Google services. So essentially eliminating the need for that. And then email, uh, well, well, the calendar as well uh, will sync the same way back and forth. Everything gets updated in the cloud and on the device. So uh, go, it works both ways. So and then email, email is super easy to get away from Google. Uh, like if you have a Gmail account, it's super easy to not have to use that for email specifically, not for logging into other Google services like YouTube and stuff like that. But on my hosting account, again, I have you can set up email addresses. So I have my uh, main email address, Steve at Pixelswim.com. Feel free to, to send me an email. Uh, right now, I just have that forwarding to my Gmail account. But uh, that's another thing for another day. But either way, I have that separate. So essentially, I because the email address is uh, hosted on my my shared hosting account, I can basically take all the credentials and the the settings, the setup, the configuration for that email address, uh, like an IMAP account or a pop pop account and put those into any email app that accepts those kind of settings. So out of the box, Lineage comes with just a basic email app that looks a little bit like Gmail, doesn't offer as much functionality, but it's not too far off. And so I basically just put in my email configuration settings for IMAP and it sync, you know, it syncs up all my email. And so now on my phone that has no Google services, I can sync email, contacts, and calendar. And also with the Nextcloud app, I can back up all of my photos and I can sync documents back and forth. And so also here's a cool thing. Remember, I was talking about Nextcloud having kind of an add-on extensibility store in the, in the interface. Uh, there is actually 
well, they call them apps, but there's actually a an add-on app called Only Office. And so essentially, when you're logged into your NextCloud account on your own server, there you can add this Only Office extension. And I haven't tested this out yet, but essentially it, it's kind of like Google Docs, uh, where you can collaborate on documents uh, in, you know, like an office <laughs> type setting. Uh, and, and you can install this on your on your next cloud in installation and basically have Google Docs functionality. So that would bake would take that out of, you know, your need for Google again. So it's like essentially the whole rabbit hole was how far away or how many things can I take that I do on Google now? What are my options to get away from those and still be able to do those things? outside of any company or third party. And so this next cloud really opened up a whole world of being able to get away from that stuff. So if I wanted to live without Google, I could. Now, obviously, Google has services, like I said, YouTube that you need to log in for uh, if you want to, you know, like stuff, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. But even YouTube, I mean, you can use that publicly. Uh, and yeah, there's no YouTube app available on from fdroid or without the google app store but there's you know there's good web browsers and that's kind of where you know unfortunately where the gap has to be filled is with a web browser on the device uh going to things like twitter and google to access that content and the videos and stuff like that but there's a ton of stuff or a lot of stuff that you can add on to this next cloud like i said there's a whole like sort of app app store within this you can add a bunch of functionality to your own cloud basically so there's like i said there's that office add-on there's a whole section for different multimedia stuff you can do so if you want to if you're say you're backing up raw photo files to your next cloud cloud installation there's uh an add-on to preview the photos uh there's a bunch of different things that you can do and I'm even seeing that there's there's an add-on called phone sync that will sync your SMS messages with Nextcloud. So essentially you can back up your like if you don't want to use a third party cuz right now I use SMS backup plus to back up all of my SMS messages into my Gmail account under the SMS tag. And so essentially if I wanted to get away from doing that, I could use this add-on software to sync my messages uh, essentially eliminating the need for that and so again this is like i said it's just a big this was all kind of just a big experiment for me to see what you know how far how many services i could replace uh, with my own you know that are under my control you know with the, the next cloud i essentially is everything so next cloud is my next cloud account uh, on my own servers, holding my contacts, my calendar, my photos. I mean, it's not doing it all now. I mean, if I wanted it to, it could do all of these things. So there's even a notes syncing. So if you say you use Google Keep now, there's kind of functionality to sync notes to if, to and from your devices. So it's just a really interesting thing. If it's something, 
I don't know if I'm doing it justice or not, but it's it's a big thing that kind of helps you to is if you really want to detox from these companies that are taking all of your data and doing God knows what with them, uh, which is always kind of in the back of my head. You know, it's it's I never really can buy in completely to an ecosystem because I just know that these companies, if they're offering it for free, that means you are the product. And so and which means your data is the product. And so uh, Google, for sure, I mean, their whole business is data. So uh, as every every company that's letting you providing these services for free is taking it and doing something with it, you know, regardless of whether or not they're looking at it specifically and reading it, obviously, probably not as much, but they're definitely you know, there's an there's a an end to their means, you know, and so that's just kind of something that I've always thought about. And this next cloud, if it really wanted to get, you know, technologically <laughs> off grid, I don't know if that really counts, but it's definitely a way or an option for you to kind of make, you know, kind of pull some of these things away from Google uh, out of the eyes of Google, you know and pull them into your own environment and and you manage it and you don't have to worry about it as much. So I definitely suggest checking out Nextcloud. And I think these apps are available through the Google App Store if you don't feel like <laughs> installing, you know, a Google list lineage OS on your device. I, you can get these these apps through the Google App Store if you want to kind of pull those services away, but still have Google on your device for other things, you know maps and and stuff like that so there is hope (laughs) if you really really want to get away from google and still have uh get away from google and like i said 30 part third parties that are taking your data like this so that you can still have a smartphone that has all of this functionality without having to give it up to some you know give all of this data up to somebody else so I thought I would re- kind of go through what I've done so far. And literally, this is in the past couple of nights that I've gone through and, and tried to make these services work on my on my phone without Google and then, you know, setting these things up on my shared hosting. Now, the caveat, obviously, is that you would have to have your own server. You know, you have to pay for your monthly for your hosting uh, for this type of stuff. But I mean, the, considering the functionality and considering the idea that you're in control of it and can delete it at any time, add to it, you know, wipe it out easily, get rid of data, your data uh, and, you know, refresh it whenever you want. I mean, it's a small price to pay <laughs> per month for that. But uh, obviously there's and the other big caveat is that this is not for your everyday user. You know, this is definitely there's a lot of technical aspects to this that, you know, Joe Schmo on the street isn't going to be able to do because, I mean, obviously I was able to do this in a night, you know, a couple nights because I of the experience that I've had, you know, over the years and, and, and understanding how all these connections uh, work together. So, yeah, that's a big thing is, is you need some technical knowledge, a lot, of, maybe a lot. I don't know. Uh, for me, it's it was fairly straightforward, but, you know, for a regular person, it's not going to be that straightforward how to set this all up. Uh, and that's unfortunate. You know, it's it's not to take away from the thing is, is that Google and Microsoft and and, you know, any other, thir- you know, company that you kind of use these services through 
they do it really well and very seamlessly. And that's why it is it does work really well for everybody, you know. But uh, with that said, it's it's an option. I really just I'm, you know, I'm just happy to present an option out there for for this kind of thing. Uh, And like I said, the user interface is really great, uh, very intuitive. I just it's very simple. And that's kind of my 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 uh, style is simple, you know, Uh, no extra bells and whistles. Everything that's there has serves a purpose in the interface. And it's just, yeah, highly suggest Nextcloud. They they have a lot of plugins that can kind of supplement certain things. Um, You know, obviously, they're not as highly developed because they're not as heavily backed, you know, money wise, but you can get things done. I think that's the key component here. So I know in the comments on the last episode, thank you, Keith B for reaching out. And yeah, he was, you know, kind of saying that the Google services do make your phone way more usable as a smartphone. So, you know, with lineage right out of the box, not really usable until you start until you plug these services in. So yeah, uh, this just kind of got me on the you know the track of like I don't want to use Google if I if I didn't want to use Google services what would I have to do and so I'm kind of finding that out but thanks Keith for leaving a comment in the comment section too all right so I have yammered on quite a bit today (laughs) but you know what I got really excited about all this stuff this stuff is so geeky and fun for me to kind of go uh, go down that rabbit hole uh and and figure out if if I can do it you know uh and the Obviously, most of the work has been done. I'm not, you know, claiming that I've created some sort of process here. This stuff is available out there thanks to the hard work of a lot of developers who do open source stuff. And it's just a great it's 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 the best parts of the Internet and these services and the software are the best. You know, it's the best part of the Internet is that there's options out there. Uh, It does take, you know, with stuff like this, it can take some time to learn. But it's, you know, it's out there, uh, which is really cool. And I was pretty excited to actually do this episode. So that's why it's extra long today. So anyway, let's wrap things up. And I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode 32 of the Pixel Swim podcast. It's been fun today for me. But anyway, yeah, visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes. And for my social links, feel free to reach out with any feedback you might have. I appreciate all the feedback I've been getting as well. I think this kind of opened up everybody's imaginations because I, you know, I was just as curious. And so I kind of went and when I said I went down the rabbit hole, you know, I didn't even go that far down. So I'm going to keep trying with this. I think my Moto G third gen has kind of become my my test device. So I'm going to keep going down and see how it goes. But anyway, uh, yeah, tune in again. I try and release every Thursday. Uh, release a new episode every Thursday. So appreciate it. Uh, again, pixelswim.com. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Have a great night or afternoon or evening or dusk or dawn or afternoon or evening or dusk or dawn <laughs> squared. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, have a great whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again. God speed. <laughs>